and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. A happy International Chocolate Day, not to be confused of course with National Chocolate Day in the United States, which is the uh, 28th of October. I mean there is some controversy there because of course the, the US National Confectioners Association have 13th September as International Chocolate Day, coinciding as it does of course with the birth of Milton Hershey. Anyway, there we go. And of course Ghana celebrate Chocolate Day on February the 14th. And Latvia, of course, will join us celebrating uh, International Chocolate Day in four days' time. On the- and that's enough, about, um, that's enough about International Chocolate Day. Hello, readers. Thanks for listening. We have confirmed at last, but I imagine many of you have long suspected uh, that uh, Burple's figurine of wondrous, <laughs> wondrous power is anything but. And we'll get to that in this week's episode. If you are enjoying our story, may I implore you, please, to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And, of course, to rate us and leave a review if you can, which is absolutely ideal. We'd love to hear from you. You can message us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilto. You can find us on Facebook. And of course, as always, you could email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. And after we've read your message, and we would love to read your messages out on the show, Paul, I believe, is printing out your emails, uh, stitching them together into a solar sail so that what is left of him can escape his captivity with us here in the command pod and he can return to his home planet and be amongst his own kind. I have no other news or information, which is probably for the best. Let us push on, therefore, with episode 98 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Vulture Shock. I've hit an unfortunate side effect of resuming my um, 5k running routine. Which is? I can't walk. <laughs> I yeah. just did a workout for the first time in ages yesterday, and I also can't walk. Yeah, it's <laughs> particularly downstairs. The actual running is all right. My quad it's the is after recovery that gets you. I climbed up something called the old man. Well, climbed up to something called the old man of Store the other week, which is a sort of rock prong on the Isle of Skye. And despite the fact that I've been running relatively regularly and all of that, my god. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's an hour and a quarter up yeah. this sort of rock staircase scramble whatever and it was not ple- anyway not pleasant good evening everybody good evening good evening good evening, good evening. i'm evening. here with dr eusebio spider lucas uh dan graham no. johnny but i am afraid to say that finally we have run out of um <laughs> serviceable bits of paul <laughs> to participate in our game and so he's not around. And we're trying to grow in the command pod. We're using a vat to grow from a, um, another bit of him. Something that we can use. Sit in that chair and run Alessandra. But until then, I guess we do the dice thing. Dice thing. He's in one of those Starship Troopers type, you know. He's in the back to tank. Liquid, liquid yeah. pods that's basically, you know, with mm. the lasers being backwards yeah. and forwards. God knows what he's going to look like when he comes out. I mean, he doesn't look particularly <laughs> attractive. When he went in... <laughs> There's not even a mouth. <laughs> and there's certainly nothing that can roll any dice. I think there will always be a mouth. As we know, the last bit of Paul to go will be a, a different orifice altogether. You're right. And the very core and heart of his being. Shall I do a recap? Does anybody want me to do one? Anybody else want to yeah, do one? Yeah, go on. Why doesn't somebody Basically, else do Basically, I realised, having listened back to some old episodes, that I was told about this river of blood <laughs> and that I should look out for it. So we basically found a river of blood. We searched around a lot. I threw my figurine of wondrous power you did me up like a kipper and gave me some kind of infected version which is going to eat us all and some I... sort of giant blood cells that are also going to eat us all okay so there are giant blood cells i did not do you up like a kipper you freely picked that figurine of wondrous power you remember where you found it right yes but it was magic hall I found it in the museum of horrible objects the vast majority you... of Get a dice consumed by having it. The, the, uh, yes, I, I think so. Yes, <laughs> funnier. Think, <laughs> yeah, in even funnier. An extremely yep. and extremely satisfying development. Yes, you did. You basically got rid of not anymore. Though. Pretty much every cloud. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> I mean, you, you, these these cursed items—they don't tend to leave you. Mm, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, Most they of the do. stuff that you found in that weird museum in Zerxog's lair, the lair of the Mind Flayer, you basically disposed of as being too weird and scary. The one thing that you kept is this thing. And it's not in a good mood with you. You've cast it on the ground, and it's clearly not a griffin. It's clearly some kind of fiendish hybrid between a some sort of awful mangy lion and a vulture. Type 1 demon. A type 1 demon. A vrock, I think they're called. You met Hesty last week. Hesty, I thought, was off form when you met him, but you learned a little bit. You rescued him from his globe of lightning, and he's headed off back to Diamond Lake when you told him that his house had been destroyed. He had been exploring... Mm-hmm. 
this mm. area. He believes it to be the tomb of somebody called Ecosial. You've kind of worked that out already. And he thinks that buried somewhere here are artifacts of great power that may help you to prevent or fight the uh, onrush of the Age of Worms. Um, he left you with a, a stone seal. <coughs> Can't, it's not it's not a seal noise, is it? That's like well, we're never gonna survive. anyway, a stone seal, which you feel is or he feels is important in some respect with exploring this place. Don't know, don't know what that is. And then he headed what, off. What does it look like? This stone seal. Well, it's about the size of a biscuit tin, and it's got three runes inscribed on it. One of which you think is the rune that means uh, the rune meaning wind duke or farty or something like that. So it, Hold l- up. it looks like it'll slot into something. Some. It's more like a kind of, it's a big stone object. It doesn't look like it's a part of a mechanism. It doesn't look like it's the sort of a key or a, no. It just looks like it's a great big, I mean, it's a biscuit tin sized stone tablet, basically. Give me a second. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How embarrassing. It's a disc of crystal (laughs) about a foot in diameter. So I got that bit right. Carved from a single large quartz crystal and polished to a glossy finish. One side is engraved with three runes. One of those runes you recognize. It's the rune that signifies Ecosial. Other two runes, you're not sure. I think you've had a kind of go at getting what they mean, but you don't know what they mean. The other side of this object depicts a wind duke holding the actual object itself. So it's a sort of weirdly kind of recursive thing. Up before a pair of massive black doors whilst standing on a floating disc of air about the same size as the seal itself. That's what it looks like. Right. How about that? Mm. All of this, of course, we are discussing as this fiendish cursed griffin creature and these giant blood clots swarm up at you. We really ought to roll initiative at some point. Maybe we should roll initiative now. What do you think? Why not? Okay. Let's do initiative now, shall we? Let's roll initiative. Great song. 16 for Purple. 14 for Parker. 14 for Parker. 11 for Sessions. Uncle Buggy? 5. Can I just roll a dice a few times? Just get some bad rolls out. Sure. Oh, shit. 20. <laughs> All the way, yeah. Just got rid of a 20. Got rid of 16. Any difference whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> 19. <laughs> oh, fuck it. All right. I'll stop doing that. Sorry. Excuse That's the language. All the good rolls <laughs> this evening. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I find That's that so funny. Brilliant That's set of rolls. Awesome. It must be the altitude. <laughs> Who's rolling for Sandy? Looking forward to that. Let's go round the table. Running a D4. One Lucas. Two Graham. Three Dan. Four Johnny. It is three Dan. You're running Alessandra. Anybody got any idea how she works? Yeah, plus yeah. three initiative. Twelve. Uh, She's surprisingly squishy. Is she? Really? Is that why I have to keep saving her? Yeah, I think possibly so. Squishy and as in... Dice. Not many hit points. Not many hit points, not much armor class. Low number. Uh, let me just check something. Mm. Okay, top of round one. Standing there looking aghast at this creation of yours, Burple. Well, it's not your creation, but you know what I mean. You make me sound like Filge. You're standing at the bank of the river. You've got these horrible blood things coming towards you from your east, coming, as it were, upstream towards you. There's a oh couple God, of these things. Yes. And on the other side, the Parker and uh, Alessandra is this horrible griffin fiendish twisty thing on 16 what do you want to do this thing is definitely i mean looking the griffin vulture thing it looks like it's in the process of throwing its head back in order to issue an awful scream but it hasn't yet screamed i'm quite sure how we've managed to do that but hey fuck it but it's definitely fixed its malevolent gleaming little eyes on you and it looks like it doesn't like you at all how big is it well it's large it's got 10 foot by 10 foot base i'm Thinking. I mean, it's rearing over Parker. Parker's standing right next to it. Yeah, I'm just thinking that we want to deal with these things one at a time. I'm thinking dome wall of force over the top of it. Don't they teleport? What, griffins? Type 1 demons. Oh, you think it's a type 1 demon? Yeah, that's what Mike was suggesting. Yeah. You look okay. like uh, one of the type 1 demons. I understand. For, for the reader's benefit, type 1 demon is a first edition version creature yeah but it's called a vrock in um a vrock in fifth edition yes it certainly Sorry, looks I like a cross just... between one of those and a weird mangy lion infer from that what you will uh-huh. well i think we can only deal with what's in front of us really can't we and we need to uh oh what's been verified oh i've used my fifth level spells 
Doesn't it screech? Well, I can't do anything about that. I could do a Dissonant Whispers on it, I suppose. Fourth level Dissonant Whispers. You can't have another long rest until after midnight. Of course, Let's call it 8, 9 o'clock in the evening of weekday, the 3rd of Fart. I'm in the worst possible situation because I've got these two things closest to me and this thing, even though it's further away, this character's in between, seems to be fixing on me. So Yeah, but there's two of us between you and it. So Yeah, but it, if it screeches, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Well, um, screech is an area of effect, surely. Exactly. So I'm wondering if I move, if I get out of dodge, lure it away by some time. Tricky. I apologise, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Might just do dissonant whispers on it, or I might do confusion on it. Trouble is, these two things, I don't know what these two things are going to do, and I don't even know what they are. They just look like giant blood cells. Well, they could be an encounter on their own. Remember, yeah, we I put think they the are. Griffin in ourselves. Yeah, the Griffin is a complication because obviously that I brought that in, but. Yeah. They're not going to come out of the river, though, are they? I think are they, they floated up top of it and they're coming towards us, aren't they? For the, the, mm. I think they are. They've got legs. Are they flying? Are they like oozes? I think they're like sort of floating bubbles. You, I mean, they've got... They just waddle along. They're sort of, yeah, they're sort of wibbly-wobbly blobs. I think I described them last week as animated bruises. It's <laughs> <laughs> a particularly unpleasant image. I'm going to do a confusion spell on the Griffin Stroke Rock. Wisdom save DC 15. Well, you know, let's see what happens. Uh, first roll gets a sick... Not enough. Second roll. <laughs> With an 18, it saves. It looks at you even more angrily. Want to move? Want to do anything else? That's what I'm looking at. You feel strangely drawn to this river of blood purple. (laughs) (laughs) Cock off. Oh, you love the river so much. I don't like this situation at all, but I could... Well, there is one option. We could just all jump in the river. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do us. anyway. Is it? Maybe these blobby things are like lifeguards, swimming instructors. Oh, <laughs> oh I see that uh, Burple's... How did you get there? Burple's miniature has well, moved. Well, just, I'm just measuring. Extremely high speed. So, in theory, I can run out of the room. It would get an attack of opportunity. Uh, but I'm worried about these things because I'm... I, too, am quite squishy. It would get an attack of opportunity if at the point where you were running through the door and you were close enough to it. Yeah. I mean, Sessions is standing in the doorway. Buggy's standing, unsurprisingly, just outside the door. Maybe yeah. they're not bad, these blood clot things. They maybe look really nice. Like they a, look lovely. Maybe they're like an inflatable dinghy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's be. likely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's likely. Oh. Basically, that's what you do, is you put monsters down that actually turn out to be really cuddly and lovely. That's, that tends to be what happens. Maybe the point of this is that, you know, they don't look attractive, but you should go more than Books skin and covers look beyond... Yeah. I mean... Like, Sensitive personalities. How are these things behaving? They are just bobbing in the water. In well, the water, they're right? heading towards you. Bob, bob, bob. cuddly. At what kind of speed? They're sort of quite slow, you think. But, I mean, not so slow that they wouldn't reach you in their next turn, whenever that might be, should they be wishing to reach you. And when they do reach you, of course, maybe it's just to deliver welcome a pack. Of flowers. A yeah. I'm going to move bouquet away from them. Yes. Towards they go, the demon oh, thing. We wanted to be, be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do. It's not a good round. I chose wrongly with that bloody confusion spell. Okay, so... Hoping to neutralise it So you're just running up... At least it was quick and efficient. Yeah, yeah. It went absolutely rattled through that round. Uh, So you're... Trying to count the number of dice rolls I could have done in that time. (laughs) (laughs) One hour into the play... I I think we would have got the answers to at least two questions, Lucas, in that time. (laughs) I don't think we would have got into some of the sub-clauses, but... Yeah. At least the first clauses, anyway. Yeah. So, burbledy herbledy herbish You are gathering with Parker and Alessandra, Sandy, at the Sandy. at the <laughs> foot of this twisted griffin rock type yeah. one demon monster horror. Fine, that's what yes. you're doing. And that's Position it. Position A. You're for done. The you're done. You're done. Parker. If it is the real Parker on fourteen, this thing <sighs> is looming over you, Parker. The weird blobby blood creatures are swoobling up behind you up the river. What do you want to do? I think I'm just going to lay into it, basically. First attack hits armor class 25. Hit. What are you hitting it with? Flame tongue. Just trying to do a bit of uh, working around commas here. What? I can't share the details with you here, Lucas, but the bottom line is that commas are important. Punctuation matters, Lucas. Yes. Tell me about the damage you did. 7 plus 4. 
The seven is yeah, got it, got it, got it. Sword got it, got it. and the four and is and it's a magical fire. sword, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then armor class twenty-one, also a hit. Five mm. plus nine. Yeah. Uh, and then the unarmed strike yeah, okay. is a miss. I think Good. at nine I, I and this. that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then a twenty-six, which is a hit for six points of damage. Bludgeoning damage. And yes. Is that an unarmed strike? Yes, is which is also magical. And Fine. I'm also going to do It looks quite resistant to your fire. A damage. stunning strike on it. So it needs to make a constitution saving throw DC fourteen. Rolling an eleven. It makes that save. That's it for me. You're not then. moving? Um just double checking before we move on to uh, No. Should I'm we just call moving. her Alessandra all the way through tonight's session? Just in a really straightforward <laughs> way. <laughs> Alessandra, it's your yeah. round. What do you want to do? <laughs> Who's running it? You, you are. are. Oh, am I? Yes. Oh, it's me again. Yes. This round, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. really on top of things. Does Dan realise he's with okay, mounting so, glee yeah, so, that he's got his own personal defence assistant? Yeah, exactly. So Alessandra is going to shoot one of the blobby things. Blobby near or blobby far? Blobby near. Blobby near. Oh, well, I don't know what she rolls, so I'll just roll a d20 and uh, it's a natural 18. That's going to be enough. She's got two options. She either uses her longbow or... They haven't acted in combat, have they? So do I get a sort of some kind of thing? Well, they haven't taken an action in combat, which means you attack at advantage. Yeah. But not every hit is automatically a critical because that's a surprise thing. They're not surprised. They are, in fact, instigating. Do I get a sneak attack? You do. Um, So... I don't know what that is. So but ten crossbow. <laughs> so either she attacks with the crossbow and the rapier, or she attacks with the longbow. 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 So she's going to do a D8 plus two plus whatever, and then she gets a sneak attack damage, which is going to think five D6. Is that correct, Graham? D8 plus five. D8 and the plus sneak five. attack is five D6. That's twenty-five points of damage on the blobber thing. Her arrow slurps into the corpulent body of this squadge monster. Does seem to wound it. That and she's got she's got mobility, hasn't she? She's got mobility. So I think I'm worried about the screen. She probably actually she would probably move over, sort of out of sight, kind of here hereish. For the benefit of the readers, Alessandra has darted off the beach, back into the room with the weird chandeliers where they first met the spider and has tucked herself away in a sort of shielded position. And we move on to sessions on 11. or in the doorway. This yeah. fiendish griffin thing is standing over you. Okay, doesn't like, so I'm wondering no, whether to just sort of sneak does. away and see if it ignores me or, um, <laughs> or sneak <laughs> away and see if it ignores me. I mean, this feels very much like uh, what I should do. Mm. Give me a, an insight check. 19. It would only be fair to communicate to you that though this thing seems fixated upon Burple, it looks genuinely hostile. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I, it's a question of whether by sneaking away I meant take the withdrawal action and run around out of its sight, hoping that it'll chew on someone else. Or try and make it go away. Can things take reactions if they haven't had a round yet? Don't ask complicated rule questions like that. If it, yeah, got a feeling. Like he's taking out his player's handbook. An unsurprised character may use a reaction before their first turn. Okay, so there we are. I either withdraw or I try and make it go away. But I know now that it has two saves, which is a little bit annoying. But I'm feeling lucky. So I'm going to try and banish it, Mike. Okay. Invoke uh, Misfortune to send it away. I'm calling on the Lady Luck Misfortune. Yeah. Let's check something. Okay, I'm saying it is a creature. Okay, it's got to make a... Charisma 16 saving throw. Charisma save isn't very good, but it does get the two dice rolls. Let's see where the first roll oh, is. A so saves. <laughs> it's exactly the number it needed. Uh, okay, well, I tried that. There's the two um, dice of power. That's really, really annoying. It's next, everybody. I'm going to move away... Not using the whatever it is, the disengage or withdraw or whatever it's called. I don't know. I've, I've had my action. Well, so it, no. it is going to swipe at you with a talon if you do that. Yep. I thought it was going to, yeah. I'm getting a 17, hitting armor class 23. Ooh, that would be a hit. You take ooh, 9 and 19. Yeah, you take 19 points of slashing damage. That's rather annoying. Ouch. And it not doing that kind of brave is stuff again. It, and it is also the blob creatures. First things first. What it's going to do is it's going to screech. 
I think I said that it was preparing to screech. I think I've committed to that. So that's what it's going to do. Uh It's a horrific sound. All creatures within 20 feet that can hear it. I'm afraid it's all of you. Can everybody give me DC 14 constitution saves? Is this about being frightened? No. Uh, Yeah. 17. Makes the save. Makes the save. Oh. Purple. Makes the save. Sessions. All sessions rolls an 18 for 23. All we've got left now is Alessandra and Uncle Buggy. Okay, here we go. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) 18. God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I get to re-roll that because it's a one. I get to re-roll because it's a one. (laughs) Yeah. Getting a 10. So 16. You all save. And it will move. I will waggle my eyebrows out. It's going to stay where it is. (laughs) During the meanwhile, behind you, Purple, up swerble the creatures. Creature one swerbles up onto the shore and extends towards you a sort of blob of bloody squabbleness. Technical term. Yeah, it is. I looked it up. Wobbleness, yeah. It only gets one attack. Rolling an eight, hitting armor class 16. Not going to be enough. And then the other one swerbles up behind it and makes it right up behind you, Burple. It's sort of on the shore right next to you, looming over you, but doesn't get to attack you. That was it. That's all they do. On to Uncle Buggy on five. Yeah, come Buggy. Right, I'm moving up. I'm raging. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bash. Okay, First so potato attack. Hitting. 24. <laughs> it's a hit. 16 points of damage, six of which is fire. The second hit, 14. Is a miss, I'm afraid. Nah. Okay. I'm very sorry to say. Is that it from you? it yeah okay back to purple on 16 now you're surrounded by stuff yeah you got except weird blobs and you got I don't know this blob attacked you from from 10 feet away burps so if I move it's going to get attack of opportunity you think so I was thinking of stepping up and hitting the rock but I think if you were to step a square towards the rock you would be necessarily stepping a square away from blob uh and blob uh, would then get an attack on you. Unless I step to there. That diagonal square, you will still turn yourself from being within 10 feet of the blob that's... Sorry, readers. To the right. You would be leaving its 10-foot area by stepping yeah. forward like that. So it's a reach thing. It's a reach thing, precisely. It's just uh, it's a little bit... Uh, a, bit a little bit tricky. Purple there. He's snookered behind the pink... It's mm. taking a moment. Look at this shot. See, what I'm hoping is that we can lure them to attack each other. They're not aligned, right? So the the rock and the uh, thing. That's a good idea. Well, they're all wearing the same insignia. No, no. There doesn't seem to be any uniform. kind of connection. It seems to be just complete coincidence. Which looks like it has the higher rank. I'm going to hit something. Right. question is, what am I going to hit? Yes, I think that's the question we're all... They're all increasingly desperate for you to answer. Excitingly, yes. Is it another um, slow and inefficient... Go. I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. I'm, no, I'm tempted to take the attack. A rock and a squishy place, I think. Yeah, actually... very good. I'm concentrating here. Don't distract. I could take a five-foot step towards the rock, hit the rock, sort of take myself slightly out of danger and put Parker directly into danger, but he loves being in danger. <laughs> Dr. Eusebio Spider-Lucas seems to have turned into a puppy. <laughs> I could step to there, you see, but that puts me right mm. between. That's stupid. That's just really stupid. I wonder if I could use my... I love the idea of purple, just like, um, uh, um, can I, I could uh, move forward I a could, bit. um, <laughs> uh, but if um, I, um, this, um, misty step, Mike. Yes. It, I can use it as a reaction. Yes. Can I use it as a action? You don't feel that you're accustomed to it yet. You felt that it was something that you might be able to do again in the future, but that you were going to have to get your head around how it, it worked. But obviously, I, you know, a long time has passed and I've now fully got my head around it i mean at least an uh, hour yeah, and a half yeah yeah uh, which is plenty, of, plenty of time i haven't got any fifth levels left i got no fifth levels i got one fourth level i'm thinking i just hit it with the sword johnny's changed the question the wall of i'm gonna hit one it? of these blobs with the sword the one next to you or the one don't, yeah the one next the to one you. The, which one did i hit before the one that's a step away from you don't like that all right i'll step up to it yeah blob uh I shall hit Blob uh. Okay. I shall stop dithering. Yeah. And in blob fact, uh. I shall strike it with the Sword of Zosiel. Yes. Sulatet. Yes. 
hitting armor class 17. Is a hit. Right. You don't get the sense that these things are very difficult to hit, Purple. They're just like bouncy castles. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pop it? I'm going to use my psychic blades. Anybody know how this works? Deals an extra 5d6. Oh, it's a use of your bardic inspiration. Yeah, it's a use of my that. bardic inspiration. So, I shall use one... Bloody bards, they're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's you talking your best. It does. Nope. <laughs> one, five, and then it does a further 18. Is it slashing damage? Might be. I mean, how much of it is slashing damage? All of it. Doesn't the... Is oh, it? no. So, sorry, no. Yeah. The 5 is slashing damage. Yes. And the rest and is... the 18 is psychic damage. Okay. You don't seem to harm it at all. Hasn't got a brain. There's probably no psychic damage. Um, and you didn't seem to harm it with the slashing damage either. It's not going well. Alessandra's arrow seemed to have wounded it. It's still maybe squudged into a sort of pit on the side of it. But your sword of Zosiel just sort of slashed through it and just it just sort of reformed itself around it. And the psychic component didn't seem to land at all. Great. Piercing or bludgeoning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Even though it's a plus two Even though it's weapon. a plus two magical weapon. Plus two. Oh, yeah. Magical. Plus two magical weapon. Yeah. Yeah. All noted. All it's irrelevant. just going really well. On 14. Parker. You've got a rock in front of you. You've got blobs behind you. You've got purple... Increasingly frantic purple. Here and I alongside am. you, you've got stuck Uncle Buggy. You're stuck in the middle, yeah. What do you want to do? I think I'm going to, for this round, just carry on welling it for the moment. Welling? Okay, yeah. Wellying it. Oh, dear. <laughs> That'll be, um, oh. I guess, a nine will be a miss. Miss. No. Oh, that might be a hit. And an 18. Is a hit. This is your attacking the figurine, Ooh. right? Seven plus six fire. It's, you know... Yeah, and then a 22 oh, for six points. Oh, 13. 13. 13 is a miss, I'm afraid, Parker. Miss. A miss, Parker. But it Parker. still needs to make a... Oh, a stunning strike save. DC 14 constitution. There we go. It's constitution save. It's not... Ooh, no, no. Failed. I think it made that last time. It's fine. It goes... <laughs> Alessandra on 12. How's it go, Mike? <laughs> it's a griffin. It's a bit hoarse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dear. He's running Alessandra. All right, don't be such a hypocrite. <laughs> Alessandra is Dan. No, no. Alessandra is Dan. Oh, do you want to roll we each? Roll do you want to roll round. each round? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, yes. yeah. here we go then. On the D4, no. Getty. Dan again. Okay, Alessandra steps to the side and shoots the Vrock in the head. I believe she's got sharpshooter. I'm I'm assuming so she doesn't get any cover issues. She ignores cover. Off you go. Okay. Big moment. Bosh. Oh. <laughs> Rolling uh, one. So it's just oh, this one. combat. Arrow I'm loving this shoots combat. Shoots over Parker's way. head, smacks into the shoots cliff face. Into the, Parker's head. <laughs> into Parker's head. Just goes through <laughs> in one ear, out the other. <laughs> like, like, a, like a joke shop arrow. Yeah, <laughs> like one of Johnny's pictures. <laughs> yeah, he's just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> It's effect on Parker, then, um, apparently none. We'll step a bit further away as to not be caught in the 20-foot screamy effect. On 11, it's Sessions Eper. Sessions, you can only hear what's going on because you're doing yeah. a car to Burke uh, act, but you can hear the sound of combat. Come on, kiddo. It's a second chance, kiddo. Yeah. Sessions will tiptoe <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> through the tulips. He's going to tiptoe across the wall through the and he's wondering when he's standing here at the doorway by the door <laughs> mm-hmm. is purple visible yeah Ooh, i think yeah. that purple is visible yeah. in that case he'll summon his spirit guardians oh, oh nice. i like it you can see purple parker uncle buggy and alessandra he'll summon the spirit guardians the creature doesn't make a saving throw until it starts, starts its turn, its go turn yeah. or enters it for the first time on its turn got it we may have to return at some point to a conversation we had another time but we'll get into that when the time comes oh now is when the time comes right the creature starts its turn in the spirit guardians what's the dc of the saving throw uh wisdom 16 and it rolls a an eight that is a fail how much damage is it radiant 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 it is uh doesn't get advantage on the dice rolls it does thank you johnny i'd forgotten 
Let me just make Johnny. that save again. Sorry, see, I'm not the only one. Oh, I'm only being honest. Oh, an 18, you know, it has saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, and it takes half the damage. Thanks, Johnny. Half so the yeah, 17. Bonus, please, DM. A radiant, sir. Yeah, okay. you think oh, it's looking nice. quite solidly bloodied, this uh, weird miniature thing. And then it must decide what it wants to do next. It is going to emit a cloud of toxic spores. Lovely. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Can everybody within 15 feet of the creature, and this cloud spreads round corners, so that is Buggy, Sessions, Parker, and Burple, give me a uh-huh. DC 14 constitution save, please. Uh, I would recommend making the save. Let's constitution okay. 14. Oh dear. Oh, it's a 14, it's a so it's a nasty one. one sessions gets a 15. 15 <laughs> sessions. Oh, I'll roll it again. But Uncle Buggy's rolled a one twice. Oh dear. Okay. Well, again. Burpog oh, got oh, not 20. enough. What was the what we'll was that? dice? Can you keep rolling ones with your luck trait, your halfling thingy? Um let me just look. Or is it like you roll it one again one? Using all dice. Mm. Yep, making sixteen. Me too. And part uh, you use your dice while you're doing new, it now. I'm just about yeah. to sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You must you use the oh. new roll. Must use the new roll. So you failed, Uncle Buggy. Can I use my ert? Yes, you can. Dice. You've got your normal ort dice and you've got your special once-only ort dice that you lost but then regained as oh. a result of your spider roics. Oh, yeah. Spider roics is a term coined in his seminal 1978 paper by Dr. Eusebio Spider-Lucas, present with us here this evening. You made it. Everybody made it. Still, that's used up a lot of ort dice. It's done what it's done. The blobs. Blob uh, the blob that is wounded and the blob that is next to Burple is going to attack Burple. It reaches out with a swabble oh. of bloody splub power. Bloody splub power. And strikes against you, Burple. Using armor class uh-huh. 26. That, I suspect, <laughs> is a hit. A miss. Now, things oh are not good. The first thing that happens at Burple. First of all, there is no, s- there's no is saving throw. Is step to safety? You take the following damage. 18 points of bludgeoning damage from the kind of impact of this pseudo blob. Yeah. But yeah. also, the point where it touches you, yeah. your skin splits and bursts open. And a trail your life out of, you. of blood vapour emits from it and connects back into the creature. So it's sucking my uh, Yeah, life you force. feel like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> your own blood is being sucked <laughs> through your like skin and it's flowing through the air back into the blob. Lovely. You don't know what effect that may have on you in future, but that's what it's doing at the moment. <sighs> It does look like this creature, if it is a creature, is extremely pleased that that has happened. And it's now it goes on me. <laughs> Blob. Duh. I have a bad feeling about this combat. It's going to go for Parker. Rolling mm. a five, missing Parker with a 13. Good for that. Are we going to have the discussion about whether it's now entered the... Um... Yes, we are. We're going to have a discussion about whether or not it has entered the... um. The um. Because the spirit guardians. What are we going to do about this? It's about entering and moving into areas of effect. Do you do so when you attack somebody that is inside the area of effect with an unarmed attack, with a slam attack or whatever? I'm not sure that you do, because I don't think you enter the area. I found in your favour when we last had this discussion, but I've had a chance to Mm -hmm. reflect upon that discussion. The logic of it is... The creature is interacting with the area of effect in a meaningful way, in the sense that if this thing is dangerous, then when they touch it, they take damage. But on the other hand, if they were to have an attack of opportunity, they wouldn't take damage. Now, you could say, well, that's... But if you, you take your damage at the start of your round, so if you're not in it at the start of your round, which you wouldn't be if you're just attacking... But it's also the first... Time or, or when you enter the area of effect on your turn. I don't... Yeah, but he's I not, I don't think they are entering the area of effect. I think using an unarmed attack on somebody within the area of effect is not the same as entering. I think the base of the creature has got to enter the area. That's what I think. I agree. So in this instance, when it attacks Parker, I don't think it does have to make a save against the Spirit Guardians. There you go. They're done. Uncle Buggy. What do you want to do? Uh, Attack. um, Burple has got a weird um, trail, vapor trail of blood leading from him into the blob. Well, I'll deal with the rock first. Bash the rock. Is a 16. Is a hit. I do the following damage. Mm-hmm. 
18, three of which is fire. And second hit is a one. I yeah, re-roll. Yeah, re-roll a one. Yep. 19. 26. Very nice. Yeah. Yes, that's Another definitely bash. a hit. This thing's looking very wounded. 16. It's six of which is fire. It's not te- well. It is teetering. I'd say. I mean, it, it looks like it's on its last legs. I mean, it's got quite a lot of legs, but it's on the last of them. If you see what I mean. <laughs> Anything else for Uncle Buggy? You're going to move. You're going to stay where you are. Stay. Top of a new round. Burbledy herbledy who? Again, still don't know what to do here. Depends how much damage this thing is going to do on me. If I heal myself, it might stop the flow of blood. How wounded does this thing look? Very difficult to tell. Give me a um, yeah, no. an intelligence check. Or oh, a medicine it's going check. to be regenerating with your blood, isn't it? Uh, medicine check is a three. You're all at sea. <laughs> you cannot work anything out. I mean, Alessandra seems to have wounded okay. it with her shot. You can't tell whether or not it actually seems to be revivifying itself now that it is sucking the blood out of your body. Yeah. And you definitely don't think you wounded it at all with your attacks. So quite where you are with it. I'm sorry, on a two, it's not happening. All of my damaging things are either psychic or slashing. This, I'm not going to dress it up for you, Purple, is a problem. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to have to dimension door out of there. Right. You could attack the frock. If you kill the frock, I can go and attack the blobs. Yeah, but the problem is this thing. I'm also trying to break the contact, this feeding thing. How many hit points have you got? I've got quite a lot of hit points, but... They'll probably just do an automatic hit on you, and you could probably take a few of those. Um, I can move the spirit guardians. Oh, good. Over you. Yeah, but then... on to them. The question is one of the attack of opportunity. If I move up to the rock, it will get an attack of opportunity on me. Uh, Your problem is you can't damage the two things attacking you. Yeah, so I have to get away from them. Yeah. Purple here. So I, I'm just thinking a dimension door. Stop between the two pinks. Back into the chandelier. Room. I would, yeah. yeah, I would do greater distance just in case the sort of blood trail yes. has 30 has a range. foot or something. Yeah. Dimension door, you don't know if it's by virtue of the distance that you travelled or with the spell itself, but that has severed that connection. Uh, you appear in the chandelier room. Right. Parker sees this little trail of vapour that was leading to you go... <laughs> disappear it just goes back into the body of this squabble beast lovely that's um, round. well in which case it is parker can i make a medicine check to see how wounded this rock is you don't need to make a medicine check it's teetering well i will continue to bash it then there's a hit armor class 21 for seven plus six it is on absolutely it's death um, door i mean well it can't be on armor death's class door, 23 there's also a hit and i think this is going to be enough five plus nine goes and it is just a normal looking bronze griffin figurine lying at your feet i'm not touching it (laughs) i will continue round sure you could pick it up and throw it again if you wanted no okay and then use the rest of my flurry of blows on the blob take a step okay so there's one i'm standing right next to so not the wounded one the unwounded one armor class 25 what kind of damage bludgeoning uh, no, that's a miss. What did you hit? Ten. Is a hit? Ten to hit, right? Well, f- another five then. Anything else? Yeah, uh, well, as I've hit it, I can move away from it without engaging an attack of opportunity. Backwards two steps. Yeah, standing right next to that griffin figurine. Yeah. Just yeah. for a moment there, your foot almost Cartoon brushed it. Cartoon dashes out of the corner of my eye down to the thing. Making it yours. <laughs> Alessandra. Right, that's me. On 12, being run by... You, Lucas. Uh, she doesn't have to step far before she'd be able to see one of these um, blobs. A knight's move. Yes. To the left. Got it. And shoot a blob. I think that's the most sensible thing to do. Is a, it's a hit. Uh, yeah, a hit. A 13. Yeah. Six. 13 points 13. of piercing damage. Yeah. Okay. Well. Did she just get the one attack? She just two? gets the one attack as a rogue. On we go. There you go. Sessions on 11. Standing in the doorway, looking out at the river and these things. You can still see one of them if you stand a little bit to the side. I will summon the crushing coin on this one. The one to the left. Okay, roll to hit. (sighs) Armor class 10. Armor class 10 is a hit. Really? Yes, really. 
19. 19. I mean, it's difficult to tell what you're doing to these things, but you definitely hurt it. And that, that's uh, you know, it's going to be done. And then it's them. Blob 1 is heading for Parker. It blobbles up onto the shore, and it blobbles at you with its a swerble tentacle. Can I now ask a question? It's partially in yes, my spirit guardians. Yes, it is, it is. I'll resolve the attack, and then we'll do the damage. Is that all right? That's fine. To whichever order you It's on class 20, Parker, which is not going to be enough, I suspect. No. Nope. It needs to make a saving throw. It fails that save. Radiant, sir. Oh, 15 points of 15 radiant, 15 points sir. of radiant damage. I don't think these things have got the brains to change their behaviour. The other one warbles up to buggy. Has to make a wisdom save. Fails. Uh, radiant, oh. sir. Oh, blimey. 14 points of radiance. I mean, they both look... To the extent that you can work out anything, you feel that at least at the moment you've done some damage to them. And the second one is going to attack Uncle Buggy. Number class 21. Yep. You take 25 points of bludgeoning damage. And so that's 12. Yeah. Where you were hit by this thing, your skin uh, diffuses and breaks open, and a trail of blood vapor reaches out from you and into the creature. It seems extremely okay. pleased that it's. Um, done that i'm going to do my reaction wrath of storm okay what does that do it does um how many points of um that's what we want to know it's got a dc 14 dexterity save getting a 16 it saves eight points of damage what kind of damage what do you reckon everybody thunder or lightning thunder thunder, thunder. that thunder damage seemed to land highly successful and now it is your turn uncle Bucky. I don't have any blunt weapons, so I'm going to stop raging. I'm going to cast a Shatter spell Mm -hmm. as a third level spell, and then I'm using my Destructive Wrath to max out the damage. Yes. Are you targeting the one that's next to you, the one that's just attacked you? The one that's connected. Yeah, the one that's connected to you, yeah. So it will take 32 points of damage. Um, Save to half... Save to just check the roll D20 to see if it's worth looking up. DC 14 Constitution. It makes that save 16 points of damage. Mm. Yes, thunder damage. Shall I move? I might move back a little bit. Not going to get an attack opportunity on me, is it? You don't know. Okay, I'll just stay there. Top of the new round, Burbly Hubbly Hoo. You can see Sessions and Buggy in the doorway as you run up yeah. towards it, and then you can see the two I'll blobs. I'll move up a bit. Yeah. I'll move up a bit, and I will do Fairy Fire on them. Mm, nice. Dexterity DC 15. Both of them are saving. It's on both of them. Yeah. First one it's on both. rolls a 2 and fails. Second one rolls a 17 and saves. Okay. So, one of them is fairy-fired. Blob duh, is fairy-fired. Is that it for purple? That's it for purple. Parker, it's your turn. Lovely. Well, I will have a welly. Okay. Uh, do you want to have an attack? Um, or? Okay. Is now the time? Yeah. Armor class 12. 12 is a hit. Right. So, there's nine points from the sword, which is slashing damage, which you said that is yeah, yeah. ineffective, but there's five points of fire damage. Yeah. Got it. Do I get the sense that the fire damage is doing any... Yes, you do. You feel like you've burnt it a bit. Okay. Well, we'll have another attack with the flame tongue, seeing as I'm committed to that. That's a 12. 12 is still a hit, though. Eight from the slashing and four from the flame. And then the unarmed strikes, which are bludgeoning, 15. So that's another four points. Then a 12, 19, which is five points of bludgeoning. This thing looks like a very unhappy blob. Last legs. But it doesn't have legs. But if it had <laughs> legs, it would be on the last of them. Yeah. You feel And it. I just realised that because of the fairy fire, I would have effectively had... Yes. Advantage. advantage but, I hit it, but I hit it every time anyway, so it didn't matter. Could have got a critical. Am I allowed to roll them again? Roll I mean, I just... Four d20s to see if a 20 comes up. Roll four d20s. If a 20 comes up, I mean, yeah, why not? Why be a, Seven. Why be a curmudgeon when one can be 17. a sunny little... Oh, yes, bollocks. Yes, a 20. Yeah. And the final one, three. <laughs> that was the third attack, which is basically another d6. I would advise you to make the d6 roll you're about to make phenomenally good. Okay. Five. Is that... Five is exactly what you needed. (laughs) As a result of your retrospective fairy fire, Mike being nice, friend guide, storyteller, (laughs) critical hit, your fist squabbles this thing and it bursts wetly in a spray of blood and matter all over you. 
And you have Nothing. destroyed it. Well done, Packer. On 12, it's Alessandra. Running a d4, getting a 3, <laughs> it's Dan again. Dan's personal Alessandra bodyguard starts will. spooning her money into Burple's pockets. <laughs> uh, what magic has Alessandra got? She's got this quite tasty longbow. Uh, she hands it off to Burple and says, I don't need this anymore. Uh, you can have it. You don't need it either, Burple. You could just chuck it in the river, couldn't you? Yeah, I think I will. Snap it as a sacrifice. Me. Alessandra will shoot the thing. Ignoring the cover, Ooh, it's a helmet class 25. I don't think you're going to kill it this turn, but we'll see what happens. Nine, yes. and then the sneak attack damage, which is 5d6. Yep. 23. So much for my confidence. It's completely destroyed by that arrow. Yeah. Yes. Incredibly annoying. Excellent. It explodes in a spray of matter all Pops over. like a balloon. Buggy. Yeah. Alessandra then lies prostrate at Purple's feet, worshipping and with her forehead to the floor <laughs> and says oh mighty purple how may I be of perpetual service I don't know quite what you were saying about Alessandra and Burple's prostate there but anyway let's move on into the river we go I think prostrate might have been the word you were looking for isn't that what I said nope what did I say I said prostate <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, there we are. We're, we're all on the gentlemen. It's on our minds. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. You <laughs> strapped on the plastic glove and prostated him. Yes, that's what she's done. Okay, all a bit blink 182. But let's move on and also delete this bit. Yeah. <laughs> because we Good can't time. have jokes about. Yeah. <laughs> because it be is not funny. <laughs> right. That might stay in. That's what she said. The <laughs> she left the glove behind. The, um, oh no! What do you want to do? What do you want to do now? The ominous river flows onwards. Burple feels a strange compulsion to join the river on its flow towards the land of destiny. I think this is a good compulsion, probably. But where did I well, rem- remind you? Where where did I first? Well, uh, Burple, you, you, I you, saw a vision, didn't I? You saw a vision of this river of blood as you stepped through the original Dimencho portal that led That's you here right. in the first place. You saw it again when you touched against the flame opal in the weird map display behind the false doors in the yes. silent gallery when you were with Hesty. And you can kind of feel that connection. You can feel the call of the river. What do I feel about this sodding it's just sitting there looking perfectly innocent. I mean, it belongs to you at the moment, anyway. If I do a ritual detect magic, yes, am I able to determine whether this thing is somehow still connected to me, i.e. a permanent curse type thing? Well, you didn't have to attune with it. Don't have to attune That's with true. figurines of wondrous power, which is why you regarded it as being such a, um, a snaffle when you first gained it. Mm. It is not connected to you directly in that sense. Yeah. It could be as simple as whoever throws it has to deal with it. Yeah. Okay. We could just leave it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On hopes. But curses don't work the same way, do they? But I don't know. Give me an arcana check. 12. Your sense is that cursed items, despite all of the researches and efforts of the wizarding community, still no one has worked out a reliable way of determining whether or not an item carries a curse. Cursed items often detect or read as the standard items of their type. That's the first thing. Second thing is, if you're not attuned to it, your sense is that it's really just a question of who happens to be holding it, who happens to be using it. You think it's unlikely that ever since you first gained possession of it, it has become purple fixated. Okay. So uh, I'm basically out of spells. Okay. You've got a good couple of hours to wait until midnight. Combat-wise, I can continue with short rests. I've got nothing against a long rest. Presumably we can hole up in one of these chambers. If I get my bardic inspiration back, at least... With a, short a short, with a short rest. I'm feeling like we don't want to go in this river. That's what I'm thinking. Without being, you know, on top form, because otherwise something is going to, you know, yeah. something's going to turn up, isn't it? I mean, the room between the one we're in now and where... Um, can anyone fly? Uh, can anyone what? Fly. Fly. Mm. Fly. Yeah. Uh, fly. I wish I could fly. Well, I can, no, yeah. I can't fly. So you can fly. So I've you got could a broom of flying. Yeah. You yeah. could scout ahead. Uh, <laughs> yes, Graham. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I was checking Graham whether I'm the only person idea. that can fly. And Al- I think you have to Alessandra to it. can fly as well. Okay. Oh, she, she has wings of flying. 
Okay, well, she can go and scout ahead. That's her job. Alessandra has to wait a couple of hours before she can fly, but yes. Does she? Mm-hmm. Why? Somebody needs to look up wings of flying. Right. But I think we'd established that once she starts to fly, she gets an X amount of flying. I'll look it up. I'll look it up while you chat. <laughs> once that... Uh, oh. Yeah, once that... Uh, I'll come in again. Can't use them again for a D12 hour. There we go. And I think he's rolled. And I think the last time we discussed this, he felt that it was two more hours before he could use them. And that was when you were freeing Hesty, which I think was about half an hour ago. So let's say an hour and a half. So let's say at 11 o'clock this evening, Alessandra can fly again. So we could take a short rest. You could take a short rest, but I should remind you that you pretty much all burnt all of your dice. But there are key points to be had and whatever. Uh, well, I think probably all of us apart from me. <laughs> That's a separate question. Okay, yeah. Because I didn't have the combat, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. yes. Throw him to the floor. Oh, yes. Throw him to the floor. Mm-hmm. Throw him to the floor. Um, what, what is, what, what's against what's taking what, a long rest? What, 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 what's against it, what, what, the number what, we've what, taken it, recently? It's about whether or not you're disturbed. It's just 10% longer, that's all. I vote we do that. Is that what you're doing? And if you're doing it, where are you doing it? We're doing it I after think, dark. Doing I think it we can go in, in the park. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. In this room. Oh, that room. Yeah. Which room? The one. The bottom. The little annex room off the main spider home. Is that where you're going? Mm-hmm. Spider homen. Spider homen. I think I'm using the right terms. Doctor Eusebio, you're the expert. <sighs> yeah. Doctor Eusebio, spider homen. Again, from his um, seminal paper, <laughs> <laughs> Arachno Homes. Terminology descriptions and analyses. <laughs> Faber and Faber, 1978. Yeah. <laughs> so they, tend, they tend to have factors of eight in them. What, uh, eight happening? knives, eight spoons, eight forks. Two to the power three. Are we talking Dr. Eusebio spider homin? You going to go and hang out in that little room? I think we should go out and hang out in that little room for nine hours. Close the door behind you? Yep. You are not disturbed. Nothing happens. Happens until 8 the next morning. That is a thump day, the fourth of fart. <laughs> yep. You can emerge from the Arachno home. Kevin McLeod standing there saying, you know, what an amazing space. I love the way it honours the local landscape. Incredible use of materials. So we can press the long rest button. You can press the long rest button, yep. Confirm. Confirmed. Information. Our readers are not going to get this. Pressing the long rest Nobody's <laughs> going to know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are they talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Just doing these weird things. Yeah. Why are these people? These old fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> On we go. Confirmed. That's from uh, for anyone who's wondering Younger what the hell us. we're doing. That's Blake I've, uh, switched on Orac. Yes, and I remember the. Yeah. Graham and I went to the Blake 7 exhibition. Was that Aurac or Zen? It was Aurac. What? Zen Zen was confirmed. Zen is confirmed. Aurac was just basically a box, a a Perspex box full of circuitry and lights. And the circuit was completed by putting a little Perspex block, which completed the circuit. You know, there we go. That's how it was done in the 70s. Yeah. But Aurac was like, basically Hesty Testapod. When heroes look like they should have been, you know, barmen. Well, yeah, the, the slightly <laughs> shabby, barmen. slightly overweight yeah. heroes. <laughs> the guns were sort of like ice cream cones with light prongs sticking out the top. Right. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, they were good. Very 70s. The baddies look good. And then they had days. very good teleport bracelets. Yes. Bam, 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 tomorrow, bam, bam. All this is coming out. Bam, 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 How can it come bam, out? It's, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. I don't know why somebody started doing the um, countdown sound. Then. Anyway, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Come on, come on. It's not countdown. It's the Blake Seven. It's theme tune. What? D and D. D and D. So uh, Alessandra is going to fly down the river and investigate. Actually, not. Sessions is flying down, scouting ahead. Why? 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 Because you can fly, Graham. Yeah, come on, Graham. No, no, no. You can fly. Alessandra was going to fly. Yeah, Alessandra has a one-use fly item, whereas you have an ongoing fly item. It just makes logical sense. It's one of the hazards about picking that sort of item. Yeah, it's one of the hazards. No, Sessions doesn't go with that. This feels very uncomfortable. Does he? Well, he should have put a seat or something on it. You can give it to me if you want. I'll fly ahead. The idea that Johnny no, is somehow d- 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 sort of 
does tusk tusking sessions for his item choice when he accidentally <laughs> picked the okay yeah, sword of potato eating by accident. <laughs> anyway. Alessandra will fly down just to speed things up. So Alessandra is going to fly, follow the course of the river. Yeah. She Seems can so follow much better. either the left fork or the right fork. Which fork is she picking? Uh, left. We're going to do this uh, theatre of the mind. Okay. It's not undoable. But the level of the cavern above the level of the water is such that flying is a little constricted. She can, of course, fly along and sort of drag her feet in the water. Yeah. She flies further to the east, let's say another 20, 25 feet, and then she must decide again. She can either go left, north, or she can go straight on, east. Is there any apparent It just looks exactly difference. the same. Ever since she took the Northern Fork, yeah. she's clearly in an area of much more sort of still, aimless current. She feels she's yeah. in some form of dead okay, end. She'll go or, yeah. take the right fork. Leads on about another 20 feet and ends in a dead end. And the left fork? Another dead end. I'll just do that on the map now for you. She's found a set of dead ends. She can return back to where the current splits and she could make the decision to head southeast. She feels that the course of the torrent is going southeast and curving away. So she feels it's leading effectively back down the side of the chambers that you've been exploring. Yeah, okay. She'll go that way. 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet, 60 feet. She's getting quite distant from you now. She's been gone for a while. She's scanning the surface of the water ahead of her it widens a little it widens a lot and she finds herself in an open area the current is split by a small boulder that protrudes above the surface but then there's only about 10 to 20 feet more raging torrent before the whole thing plunges over the edge into an abyss that heads down the sound is thunderous where she is now it's dark she can't see past the torrent it's basically a waterfall that's going down a sinkhole she thinks that it would be navigable though as in the water is cascading down this sinkhole but it's not a completely filled aperture there is space to descend fly climb with the water thundering by you right she will come back and report what she's seen. Is there an obvious way for somebody who's not flying to get down there safely? She thinks that it would be climbable, but very difficult. Mm -hmm. The sinkhole itself is, let's say it's 20 to 30 feet across. The torrent flows over the edge. The far wall, though it's slick with crimson-tinted moisture, would technically, she thinks, be climbable. Okay. Unless you can think of um, another way. Isn't there a path south of the Hesty prison room there downstairs. There is a set of stairs that lead south out of the room with the lightning globe, yeah. Why didn't we go that way? We were drawn by the blood. Purple is drawn yeah. by the blood. Yeah, yeah. Purple's drawn by the blood. We could at least peer that way and see where it takes us, maybe. Yeah. Alessandra's looked that way. Would you like me to refresh your memories about what she yes, saw? Yes, please. There was a short five-foot flight of steps that led down in a choked passageway. They led to nothing. As in, they led down and then just stopped, and there is a 40-foot drop at the bottom of them. Didn't Hesty tell us that that wasn't a good way to go? No, Hesty hasn't, didn't express any opinion about mm, okay. that way. There is a 40-foot drop down to a relatively constricted corridor, if you like, that seems to split and head east and northeast. The floor is a very kind of stylized mosaic of red tiles that glitter. There is a set of metal rungs that lead down from the bifoot staircase down the 40 feet to the floor below. General sense when we were looking at that, that it basically screams trap. trap. But nothing bad happened when Alessandra was looking at it. There's no obvious mechanisms or, or anything like that. What do you think, guys? Alessandra senses that the river at the point where she got to the sinkhole was sort of around about that far south. What's the prospect of swimming? <laughs> as we all know, the swimming rules are ridiculous. You can hold your breath forever, so far as I can remember. Yeah. Main problem is going to be falling. You're not quite sure what your experience would be like were you to be swept up by the current and over the edge and down the sinkhole. Could plunge into a pool, okay. right? But you could also yeah. plunge onto rocks 100 feet below. Yeah, I'm just really kind of thinking about ropes and attaching pittons and... Well, that's doable. Yeah, but how f I I'm not clear on the distance because you insist on this ridiculous, you know. 
You mean the distance um, between where you are and where the sinkhole is in terms of travelling? Yeah. Alessandra travelled at least 130 feet before she got to the sinkhole. Right. And how fast is the river travelling is the other question. So could we get to the bottom, stop ourselves, bang in the pit and lower ourselves down on a rope? Alessandra's judgment of that is that it would be a close run thing. I've been describing it as a torrent. How much does uh, Burple weigh? Um... Trying to remember where that is. That'll be here. Characteristics. I haven't got a weight. How much is your gear? I don't know that. It's on God. the it's weight carried. It's on your inventory. It's 123 pounds. Purple, you're a... Well, we don't know what you are. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm far as you Azimar. know, you're an Azimar, so you're a Celestial. So basically you're a human, so you're going to weigh about 180 pounds. So you're gonna well, it weigh turns about out I'm actually half human. Well, we're not sure. I'm half human, half wind. Let's not get into that. But let's say you're about 300-odd right. pounds, including your gear. Oh, okay, you're a fatty. Oh, no, I'm not. I think the words bag of holding are yeah. wandering their way no, inevitably the other thing is, how much does in the direction weigh? of this conversation. Oh, sorry, all I'm thinking is, <laughs> basically, Alessandra bangs in an iron spike at the top, attaches a rope to it. I can lift 260 pounds with me, because I'm so light. Right. I think I'm 40 pounds. Put together something that makes sense, and we'll work our way through it. My thought process is the broom of flying can carry 400 pounds, yeah? Yeah. And I weigh 115 pounds, Graham. Oh, so I'm carrying 115 and I weigh 40. Okay, <laughs> so I can ferry you. So you're like a mouse carrying a wardrobe. Something like that, yeah. Yes. That's You've a halfling. I mean, I'm a fat halfling and I weigh 45 pounds, apparently. Apparently I'm only two foot ten inches tall. Yeah, I know. And Buggy's <laughs> only three foot tall. And you have a bag of holding. And you've got a broom of flying. And you've got a flying character. Surely. Yeah. There must be a way of making this work. Yeah. What does park away? He's a half orc, so he's not going to be that light. But your gear is probably light because you don't have armor. My gear is light. Can you drop down anyway with your monkish thing? Well, if you're yes. next to the waterfall, edge. I suspect the dropping down is not the problem. It's the no. flying up. Should we need to do it relatively quickly? That's the uh, challenge. What was the distance again? About 120 feet. Yeah, well, I can, I can, I can. Alessandra thinks it's more than 100 feet mm-hmm. that she flew down that passageway before she got to the waterfall. How deep is the waterfall? She's got no idea. Surely it's better to go through the lightning room, down the drop there, and see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Could do first. Yeah. Okay. Before we try the insane jump down the plunge pit in the dark, we might get to the end. Back to the lightning room. I don't mind heading down. Yeah, back to the lightning okay. room. You're standing at the end of the Hesty room. You're looking down a five-foot flight of stairs that drop about two or three feet. They just pitch off into nothing. And there's a 40-foot drop at the bottom of those stairs down to some sort of area or corridor or passageway just below them. What do you want to do? Well, I do a light on a pebble and I head down there, down the steps. And then it's 40 foot from the bottom of the stairs straight down. You can climb well, can down a ladder that is inset into the wall. A ring of jumping. So you just drop straight down. Yeah. Okay, let me okay. just describe what you can see. I'll just refresh your memory on... I can ferry someone down. Okay. Well, I can just walk down. Can you? If it's 40 foot, yeah. I can ferry Burple down then. Are we going to do this one at a time, or what are people doing? Well, we'll we go down together, don't we? Okay. I'm just the scout. Is she flying, or is she climbing? She already activated her wings. She has. Of course she has, yes. So she flies down. The floor of the room is 40 feet below the bottom step. Right. Sparkles with an intricate pattern of scarlet tiles in a swirling mosaic. She can ignore oh, the rungs okay. that protrude from the wall just below the stairs. Doesn't need them. When she gets down there, there are two hallways. Let me just set things up. First of all, Uncle Buggy's not there. Alessandra is. Have I got that right? Yeah. Do you want me to ferry Uncle Buggy down at the same time? Yes, please. Okay. And so joining Alessandra at the bottom, there is also Sessions and Uncle Buggy. Have I got that right? Yeah. Okay. And let me show you what you can see. Uh, who's got dark vision? Who's not? Uh, I've got a light spell. A light spell that goes 20 foot bright, 20 foot dim. Yep. Yeah. I'll cast light on the uh, room of flying. That's a cantrip. You can see a passageway Ooh. leading up to your northeast and a passageway leading straight away to east. They both end in rough cavern wall. So it looks sculpted, organised, architected. There are stones mm. inset into the walls. Parker, Burple, you're back in the room above, more than 40 feet above them. So you can just hear them kind of flooping about beneath them, what? but you can't see anything of what's going on. No, I'm walking I'm walking down. Oh, so Parker, you're going as well? Yes. Okay. 
Let's move your figure. You walk down the walls. Presumably I can carry Burple. I can carry you down. No, I want to I want to stay back for the, for the time being. Okay, so Burple's standing at the mm-hmm. top of the stairs. Parker's wandered down the wall. Alessandra's right. flown down. And Sessions has ferried Buggy down. Yes? But I'm not presuming yes. that you're landing. I'm saying that you're hovering. Is that right? Yeah, I'll drop Buggy onto the ground if he wants to be dropped onto the ground. Do you want to be dropped onto the ground? Buggy? I'm hovering. Or do you want to be uh, hovering? Yeah, yeah, I'll drop to the ground. Okay, you drop to and the ground. Then I'll hover above him. Yeah, Buggy, the moment that you're dropped onto the ground... Uh-oh. An iron panel slides out of the wall at the base of the stairs, sealing <sighs> this chamber off <sighs> from the area to the north. Burple, you're up in the Hesty room. You just hear a kind of shing, and suddenly you can't hear or see anything <sighs> of your comrades. Yeah. Parker. Parker. How close do you think you are to this iron panel? The iron panel's built into the base of the stairs. Do you feel you're down with the others, or do you feel you're just over the edge? No, I think I'm down with the others. Down with the kids. It was a move, actually. Yeah, you don't get a chance to jump back then. The moment that the panel slides across, the rough cavern walls at either end of the spurs burst open, and a wall of red water starts rushing towards you. It looks like it's going to sweep you away. And we will find out oh, how much trouble so when we pick things up uh, next. Uh, Sorry, the water's coming down on one of them and it's going to sweep us down the other passageway. Looks like it, yeah. Coming from the northeast one. No, we'll get into all that next time. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. A Gathering of Winds in Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. A Gathering of Winds was written by Wolfgang Bauer. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening!